Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 60 minutes of insight and analysis on the Volunteers and Titans. This is the Tennessee Power Hour with Jonathan Hutton and Chad Withrow. It was a weekend in Knoxville that Vols fans will not soon forget. And a week off with an upcoming schedule that now has higher expectations. For the Titans, a win in week three sets up a big AFC South matchup in Indianapolis on Sunday. And we are here to talk about both. The Tennessee Power Hour served up by Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. Get you some Greenbrier. Chad, what a Saturday for the Vols. Winners over Florida. And that has been no easy task in recent decades. It's been some really good Florida teams that have beaten Tennessee. There have been some pretty average Florida teams that have beaten Tennessee. There's been some pretty bad Florida teams. One quarterback by Trayon Harris in Knoxville that beat a Tennessee team 10-9. to So any win over the Gators is one to celebrate for Vols fans everywhere. You have to be a Tennessean and have some attachment to that program or this state to understand the pure hatred of the Florida Gators. It is unlike any other hatred of any other rival. Tennessee fans have some old-timey respect for Alabama, They beat up on Georgia for years, so the hatred isn't quite the same. There is a lack of respect for the Florida Gators program and the fact that Florida beats Tennessee almost every year that leads to that hatred, and a lot of demons were released into the night air of Knoxville, Tennessee, on Saturday evening as Tennessee got that monkey off their back. And Hutton, we talked about it all week on our Outkick 360 show. That was an enormous win for Josh Heupel, gaining some confidence from the Tennessee fan base. You're going to get a lot of grace and a lot of trust when you can beat a rival in a big moment on a big stage like that. And Josh Heupel didn't blink. Tennessee got the win and a huge one for the Vols for the rest of the season. We always begin our first Tennessee segments mentioning Regal Realty. And Chad, they've been with us since day one, not just of this podcast, but day one with us on our local show across the Mid-South. And we, of course, always pub them when we talk Tennessee Vols football on the Tennessee Power Hour. When we talk about a company, Hutton, we're not doing so lightly. We, we like to work with friends because we know how they treat their customers. And we know, let's face it, they just get the job done. And Regal Realty Group, one of those groups, and I'm pumped that my buddies. Richard and Hunter over at Regal Realty Group. Known them for a long time. Now that they're a part of the Tennessee Power Hour, still hang out with these guys. And them and their agents at Regal Realty Group, they're good people. We all want to work with good people. We all want good people in our network. I'm thrilled to have these guys in my network. And if you're looking to buy or sell your house, then Regal Realty Group will help you from contract to closing and everything in between. Let them do the heavy lifting and make it easy for you. Hit them up at regalrg.com. That is regalrg.com. They're also big Vols fans that I know we're celebrating the Tennessee win over Florida this past weekend. Time to talk some Vols football. Win over Florida. We'll break that down first with the Titans and Colts preview coming up in the second half of the hour. Chad, let's start with Hendon Hooker, a quarterback who has now won over the Florida Gators. And uh, we mentioned this last week in in, uh, multiple different ways here. In week one, The talk after the win for Utah, for Florida, was Anthony Richardson. A lot of buzz about their quarterback. And now there's buzz about Hendon Hooker nationally based on his performance on the national stage. And this has propelled him in the Heisman rankings all the way into the top five if you ask those prognosticators that are trying to predict this award. And he's very deserving of those accolades right now early in the season. Yeah, let's go. It's, it's, it's about numbers and story, I think, when it comes to the Heisman Trophy. So let's go through the numbers first. Right now, he's eighth in the nation in pass efficiency, fifth in total offense. He's been at his best in the two biggest games so far this season at Pitt 
And at home against Florida, those were his best yardage and touchdown days. He's doing all these things, keep in mind, where he hasn't played a second half, really, against Ball State or Akron in two of their four games. <clears throat> now let's talk about Saturday, which was clearly a big story for Tennessee's season. It was hyped. He exceeded the hype on Saturday, 22 for 28 for 349, two touchdowns, adding 112 yards in the ground with a touchdown, no interceptions. And I highlight no interceptions because that is such a big part of the Hendon Hooker story. This is a guy who got hurt, lost his starting job at Virginia Tech. He goes to Tennessee, and it has been a lightning bolt through that Tennessee program and that Tennessee offense. It's an incredible story. He is a 24-year-old guy going up against 19-year-old Anthony Richardson in this game. Um, there's nothing not to like about Hendon Hooker personally when we talk about the story of Hendon Hooker. He's a great guy. He's a great leader. I highly recommend you watch the four-minute and 50-second video that Tennessee football put out that's behind the scenes during the game, sideline footage, pregame footage. You see the calm command he has over that team. And when he speaks, they listen. He has Heisman Trophy bona fides. There's no doubt about it. Now, do I think he's ultimately going to win? Probably not, because I think C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and Stetson Bennett are going to be clearly the three best teams in the country and they're not going to stop putting up big numbers all year also. Would I love to see Hendon Hooker go to New York and be a part of that Heisman ceremony? Absolutely. And right now, I think he's the leader. I mean, I know he's fourth in the Vegas uh, odds to win it, but if I'm looking at who's been the best player in America through the first four games of the season, it's Hendon Hooker. Do I think that will last? Probably not because Tennessee's eventually going to lose, but man, oh man, has Hendon Hooker been just exactly what – Tennessee needed, and that game on Saturday, Hutton, so efficient. 349 yards through the air that efficiently, and it wasn't just a one-trick pony. These were not just swing passes or wide receiver screens or pitching it out of the backfield. This was crossing routes. This was a rollout to his right and a perfect strike to Brew McCoy for a touchdown. This is perfectly laying out the deep ball a couple times. Just a terrific game and a perfect showcase for Hendon Hooker. Well, and let's transition to the receiving core that stepped up without Tillman available. The trust in the receivers, the Vols have depth at that position. When you start going through two through five after Tillman, and Keaton's catch is up there with some of the top catches we've ever seen, period, for Tennessee in the moment and the stage that he made that play. Ramel Keaton made sure that no Tennessee fan will ever forget his name regardless of his career stats at Tennessee. That is a catch in a moment that Tennessee fans will remember forever and a big win over Florida with that perfect extension, bringing the ball in on that bomb from Hendon Hooker. Ramel Keaton has been good when given an opportunity. He doesn't have a lot because Josh Heupel really, it's a trust thing. Once he trusts his receivers, he's going to roll with three. When they know exactly what the quarterback's thinking, everyone's on the same page. He, he keeps a tight rotation at receiver but Keaton was big in this game. Three catches for 69 yards. And the big one we just mentioned, this is all in Cedric Tillman's absence. Brew McCoy, who Hutton on this Tennessee Power Hour, you and I both have been screaming from the mountaintops, get that dude the ball. Five catches, 102 yards in this game. The big touchdown right before the end of the first half in the back of the end zone. And Jalen Hyatt, after a career game at Pitt, another decent day, five catches for 58 yards. This entire – it's not just Cedric Tillman. In his absence, this entire receiving core for Tennessee is starting to earn more and more trust from Josh Heupel. And if you have Josh Heupel's trust, you're going to get playing time. I think Ramel Keaton earned a lot of trust this past weekend. So maybe that, that rotation at receiver can get a little bit deeper now that we're seeing more from some of these guys. To the run game, I don't know if I trust – the Vols rushing attack just yet, but they found one against Florida. What what was the key to getting that going? I thought Jabari Small looked healthier in this game than he has. He went out early in the Akron game. That seemed to be more precautionary with his uh, shoulder in that game. He looked fresher. Uh, 19 carries for 90 yards, 4.7 yard average. He was the best running back on the day. Jalen Wright was pretty ineffective when he got his few carries, but he did have the huge touchdown to put Tennessee up 38-21 on a third down play uh, where he darted off guard for a touchdown, which was a big moment in the game. 
The key, though, to Tennessee's rushing attack, Hendon Hooker was just terrific. 8.6 yards per carry, 112 yards, and a touchdown. Hutton, when he gets going running the ball, that opens things up for Jabari Small, for Jalen Wright, for Tennessee's running backs as well. That was a nice step in the right direction because I'm with you. I don't think it's completely fixed. I don't think they can just hand the ball off and run it when they need to at times. But when Hooker is an option at running, that makes Tennessee virtually impossible to defend in the run game. What was the positive of Tennessee's defensive performance against Florida? I'm I'm betting that you go with a, a pass rush option here. Yeah, I think Amari Thomas is rounding into form as a really steady performer for Tennessee in the middle of that defense. So line play, uh, good against the run. That's really the only good news on defense. We're going to get into some of the bad news on defense also as we move forward. Yeah, we'll do that. Plus, uh, we'll tell you why it's more than just a number when you see that the Vols are ranked in the top 10. More Tennessee Vols discussion coming up on the Tennessee Power Hour. We're served by Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. The Tennessee Power Hour. Get Chad Withrow's breakdown of this week's big orange matchup next. Cheers, Hunt. Cheers, Withrow. And cheers to brothers Andy and Charlie Nelson. After a chance encounter, they dedicated their lives to resurrecting the family business, Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. And what they found is that whiskey runs in their blood. Made in Nashville, Tennessee, Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey is a taste of home with a real Nashville story. Head to GreenbrierDistillery.com for cocktail recipes and more info. Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey and Nelson Brothers Bourbon now available throughout the great state of Tennessee. So ask for it at your favorite store. Get Get you some some Greenbrier. Nelson's Greenbrier reminds you to drink responsibly. Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey, 45.5% alcohol by volume. Hello, Tennessee Power Hour listeners. My name is Hunter Briley, and I am with Regal Realty Group. And my name is Richard Van Clive. I'm also with Regal Realty Group. And we are great friends that treat our clients like great friends, because that's how we want to be treated. We are also born and raised here in Middle Tennessee and support our local team. And with an economy that's affecting everything except the real estate market, it's important to do business with friends that can tell you what's what. From contract to closing, everything in between, we have you covered go to regalrg.com to get started and happy football season don't pay too much for your new ford custom order it from two rivers ford just outside nashville two rivers ford is the premier volume ford dealer in tennessee they've been locally owned since 1983 and they sell all their new non-specialty fords at just one percent over invoice that's right one percent over invoice they treat you right and you'll always get the best price I know because my family has been buying from them for years. So call Two Rivers Ford today at toll-free 800-900-1000. Hey, it's Hutton. Get prepared for your next tailgate with my friends at Edley's Barbecue. You've got options. Wings in 25 or 50 count platters, smoke pulled pork, the best brisket, tender turkey, and scratch-made sides family style. Edley's is perfect on game day or for take-home. Edley's Barbecue smokes all meats low and slow, and all sides are classic family recipes, fresh every day. Edley's is a tribute to all things Southern and authentic to all things Tennessee. Nashville-style barbecue. Edley's Barbecue. Order at edleysbbq.com. From Knoxville to Nashville, Titans news and analysis on the Tennessee Power Hour. A win over Florida has Tennessee ranked in the top 10. Welcome back to the Tennessee Power Hour, served by Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. Alongside Chad Withrow, I'm Jonathan Hutton. We're talking Tennessee Vols coming up in 15 minutes the Tennessee Titans as they hit the road in week four to take on the Indianapolis Colts. Our great sponsors, we hope you'll support them. Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey, Two Rivers Ford, Regal Realty Group, and Edley's Barbecue. Chad, the Vols are in the top 10. They're right behind Kentucky, but the the top of the SEC is represented in the top 10, and it's more than just a number for Tennessee. Why is it so much more important that Tennessee's there right now? It's huge. By the way, a big welcome to Edley's Barbecue for hopping on board uh, the show. Yeah. Also, um, making me hungry. I'm both now hungry and thirsty. Having <laughs> gone through that, and I kind of want to buy another car and a second home. So that's all. <laughs> this is exactly what you want from sponsorship is to make you want all those things. Same. Uh, Tennessee for years has wanted a top ten ranking. How many years? Sixteen. That's uh, the last time they were in the top ten in the AP in 2006. So it, it's a it's a big. It seems trivial, and it is four weeks into a season, but it's not trivial for this program that really since the SEC championship game in 2007, 
has kind of gone in and out of the wilderness. There's been some moments where it's been pretty good, and then it goes way down. Once you think you hit a rock bottom, you get okay again, and then you hit a deeper rock bottom after that, and then you realize you don't really know what the rock bottom is for Tennessee football. And now that it feels like you've seen these steps under Josh Heupel and beating Florida is a big one, but beating Florida and then getting back in the top 10 of the AP, which not as big of a deal now as it was maybe 20, 25 years ago, but it's still a huge deal for this program because it's been so long since they've been there. It would be enormous if Kansas football was ranked in the top 25, and they should be. That's big for that fan base. Tennessee in the top 10 is kind of the equivalent of that because it's been so long since they've been there. It's big for the fan base. I love the SEC shorts that they put out every week of the the short movies, basically. Yeah. It's just comedy around SEC fan bases. And the latest one, joking about Tennessee crashing the top 10 meeting of SEC teams this week uh, was terrific. But that that's a good illustration of how important it is to this fan base. What a, what a great performance by Josh Heupel. Um, in his first year and a half on, on the job. And and just thinking about the coaches that have been through since Fulmer, Kiffin wasn't here long enough to get a great read on how he would approach Florida. Um, Dooley tried to be too cool for school in some cases, you know, or he, he'd go out there on a crutch or a wheelchair, which was hilarious, but again, gimmicky. Butch Jones, I would describe as very gimmicky. And then there's Jeremy Pruitt, you know, who's you're looking around going, Okay, does he really even care? <laughs> like it was it was yeah. just an odd deal where he's a ball coach that hated talking about ball. But here's Hypel, who has this very cool persona, Chad, going into the game and then post game, you can tell it really mattered to him. And he's very proud of that locker room. What'd you make of the head coach for Tennessee and how he approached this big weekend for them? Yeah, so Derek Dooley would rather give you a history lesson. Not a football history lesson, but a history lesson before a Florida game. Uh, Butch Jones would be wound so tight, it physically looked like his head was going to explode the entire week of the game and during the game because his blood pressure was so high. Jeremy Pruitt looked like a guy who'd rather be checking the Bama score on his phone during a Tennessee-Florida game, probably more concerned about his alma mater and what they were doing than what Tennessee was doing against Florida. And here you have Josh Heupel who's a dude from South Dakota who went to uh, a, a, an obscure, obscure junior college. I think it was Snow Community College he went to, something like that. So yeah. obscure that we don't even remember what it was. Goes to Oklahoma, wins a bunch of games, gets involved in rivalries there, gets to Tennessee, and I'm watching college game day Saturday morning, and David Pollock is interviewing him, and he turns and says, you see this guy right here? It's not going to bother him. Like all of this, all these fans, it does not bother him. And Heifel just kind of has a grin on his face, kind of nodding. You know, no, it, it, it really doesn't. That demeanor is exactly what Tennessee needs. They needed consistency. That locker room needed consistency. But what I also appreciate about Heifel is he's not ducking the pressure. He's telling the team, embrace it. We're not going to sit here and act like we're zombies or robots and, hey, stay off your phone this week and don't buy into the hype and ignore it. He even said, you can't ignore it. It's impossible in today's age. Like, you're just embrace it. Know how big of a deal it is. Know that you came here to play in big games like this if you're in the SEC and you're at Tennessee, and enjoy it. And, and I think his team showed that on Saturday. For the first time in a while, Hutton, it looked like a team that wasn't tight against Florida. They made some mistakes, but I never felt like they were pressing in the game, really on offense or defense. So um, I think that really helped. And then you mentioned it post game. He's on the sideline with a sideline reporter for CBS. And that's where you see the excitement of, you know, look at this. Isn't this awesome? With the fan reaction and his team celebrating with the students. And you could tell how much it meant to him. But I think more importantly for the Tennessee fan out there that's listening to this right now, what they understand and what Heifel understands is how important it is to Tennessee fans. So he's really doing that for the fans. He's talking about their impact on the game, how excited they were, how cool it is to see the fan reaction. Josh Heupel's just going to continue going about his business, and that's exactly what Tennessee needs from him. It was Snow College. Snow College in Ephraim, Utah. He played so well there that he received a scholarship offer from Utah State, was nearly headed that direction before he met Bob Stoops, and that's why he ended up at Oklahoma. Uh, through the power of Wikipedia. There you go. Um, there it is. 
he was recruited by Bob Stoops. Heupel had a big recruiting weekend uh, at Neyland. What was the the highlights of the weekend based on who you've talked to and what you've read? Yeah, you know, Tennessee does, <clears throat> does not have a ton of work left to do in this 2023 class. But what's happening right now is all these programs are getting out ahead of 2024. They've already put a lot of work in to the following recruiting class. But that's where this was a huge weekend. Nico Iamaleava, the $2 million quarterback, he was in town. And I think having him there with his entire family and able to host not just some other 2023 guys they're trying to add to the puzzle, but those 2024 recruits that are a year younger than him, that would be in the next class, that that's big to have him there hosting recruits. A good example is Cam Pringle, who's an offensive tackle. He's six foot eight, 340 pounds out of the state of South Carolina. I think Tennessee did very well with him over the weekend. Um, talking to a couple people I know up there, but also reading the great folks at, at On3 and, and VolQuest and covering recruiting, Tennessee did well with a guy like that. He's a good example of a 2024 prospect that was on campus that got to see a madhouse. Their recruitment in terms of on-campus visits is just starting. So, you know, people may say, hey, it doesn't matter if the fans are great. You know, they understand teams lose and this and that. That's true. You're not going to lose a recruit because a team they're, pl- they're not playing on loses. But boy, oh boy, does it help when you win a close game like that and they get to experience that type of celebration and that atmosphere on their first visit to Knoxville. So Tennessee, I think, did very well, especially with the class of 2024 this past weekend in terms of recruiting. No game this weekend. They're off a bye week prior to the trip to Baton Rouge. What are some keys that you're looking for that you feel like this team needs to work on? There's some bumps and bruises like there is with any team right now. Um, Get over that. Obviously, the big injury is Cedric Tillman. I still think it's questionable if he'll come back in two weeks. He should be good good to go for Alabama in Knoxville the following week after that. But they may rest him to get him as close to 100% as possible, even at LSU. So Tillman's the big injury concern. But Hutton, more than that, you got to find out what you have in the secondary. We got to see guys like D. Williams. We got to see um, uh, Andre Turrentine, the former Innsworth star, the transfer from Ohio State at safety. I'm not just talking cornerback. I'm talking safety. I'm talking all over that defensive backfield. Tennessee is, quite frankly, inept right now in the secondary. They got to figure out if there's some other bodies that can help them out in that spot. And you can't just stand on ceremony. I I know they love Jalen McCullough and Trayvon Flowers, and they've played a lot of football and they've got the experience, and they may very very well be the best options, but you got to try some other guys out there too because what they're doing is just not up to par right now for Tennessee. So I think get guys healthy, especially Cedric Tillman, and let's work out some bodies in that secondary and see what they have moving forward. What is the importance of 4-0 beyond just being unbeaten now after Florida and they put the Gators in the rearview mirror going to LSU? It's a month of relevance. You know, LSU fans right now are worked up because they don't have a night game against big, bad, top 10 Tennessee at LSU. That's a big step for Tennessee. So you get a very relevant game against LSU. That game, win, lose, or draw against LSU, the following week against Alabama is huge. This is now set up to be a big month where Tennessee is going to be relevant throughout the month of October, not just in the state, but nationally. The Titans are relevant, at least for a week. We'll find out if they're relevant in the AFC South after their 24-22 win over the Raiders. Here come the Colts. We'll discuss the Titans' victory and what's at stake this weekend in Indy. That's next on the Tennessee Power Hour, served by Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. From the Honky Tonks, to Rocky Top. The Tennessee Power Hour continues next. Cheers, Hunt. Cheers, Withrow. And cheers to brothers Andy and Charlie Nelson. After a chance encounter, they dedicated their lives to resurrecting the family business, Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. And what they found is that whiskey runs in their blood. Made in Nashville, Tennessee, Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey is a taste of home with a real Nashville story. Head to GreenbrierDistillery.com for cocktail recipes and more info. Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey and Nelson Brothers Bourbon now available throughout the great state of Tennessee. So ask for it at your favorite store. Get Get you some some Greenbrier. Greenbrier. 
Nelson's Greenbrier reminds you to drink responsibly. Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey, 45.5% alcohol by volume. Hello, Tennessee Power Hour listeners. My name is Hunter Briley, and I am with Regal Realty Group. And my name is Richard Van Clive. I'm also with Regal Realty Group. And we are great friends that treat our clients like great friends. Because that's how we want to be treated. We are also born and raised here in Middle Tennessee and support our local team. And with an economy that's affecting everything except the real estate market, it's important to do business with friends that can tell you what's what. From contract to closing, everything in between, we have you covered. Go to RegalRG.com to get started. And happy football season. Don't pay too much for your new Ford. Custom order it from Two Rivers Ford just outside Nashville. Two Rivers Ford is the premier volume Ford dealer in Tennessee. They've been locally owned since 1983, and they sell all their new non-specialty Fords at just 1% over invoice. That's right, 1% over invoice. They treat you right, and you'll always get the best price. I know because my family has been buying from them for years. So call Two Rivers Ford today at toll-free 800-900-1000. Hey, it's Hutton. If you're in need of catering from big events to your weekend family gathering, my friends at Edley's Barbecue have you covered. They've been voted Nashville's best barbecue four years in a row, but I've vouched for their Nashville-style barbecue far longer. From corporate meetings to box lunches to weddings, rehearsal dinners, and holiday gatherings, your neighborhood Edley's Barbecue location is where to turn. Edley's is a tribute to all things Southern and authentic to all things Tennessee. Nashville style barbecue. Edley's barbecue. Order at edleysbbq.com. This is the Tennessee Power Hour with Jonathan Hutton and Chad Withrow. It's the Tennessee Power Hour served up by Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. Enjoy responsibly. 45.5% alcohol by volume. With Jonathan Hutton, I'm Chad Withrow. The Titans needed it badly this past week, Hutton. We talked about the percentages of 0-3 in the NFL in your playoff chances versus 1-2 in the NFL. Both the Titans and Raiders faced the possibility of going to 0-3 on the season, but at the end of Sunday afternoon, it is only the Las Vegas Raiders that are 0-3. The Titans get to 1-2 with a huge home win. They needed it. They got it. Hutton, what were your first impressions? They did enough, right? I mean, the offense in the first half uh, was was very good. The defense came up with some stops. They forced the Raiders to to stall out on some drives because they didn't allow Vegas chunk yardage. Now, the the Raiders were very good on fourth down tries, but that's because the Titans held them to one of 12 on third down. That's winning defense. The, The Titans are the only team to face at least 12 third down plays in a game this season, Chad, and get a stop on all but one. They, they made everything hard on Derek Carr and the Raiders. And well, let me take that back. They, they didn't make everything difficult, but they didn't allow anything to be easy. So no matter when they made plays, it wasn't like it was like, man, that's, that's horrible defense. They, they forced them to drive the field. They only produced two explosive plays from the visiting sideline. And the more times you force the the opposing offense to snap the ball, the more things that can and do go wrong. The, the Raiders' first two drives, 10 points, 115 yards. But after that, three punts, a field goal, and an interception, and that was before the final two drives for Vegas. So the numbers don't look as great on paper, but I thought this was a very solid effort considering who was missing on the Titans' defense, either due to injury or because their high draft picks can't be trusted to play anything other than special teams. You know who else is going to give you a solid effort? Two Rivers Ford. And they are the sponsor of every first Titans Talk segment here on the Tennessee Power Hour. Don't pay too much for your new Ford. In fact, I just went to Two Rivers Ford a week and a half ago, and we got our new family vehicle from from Two Rivers Ford. I love the process every time. You can custom order your vehicle from Two Rivers Ford just outside of Nashville in Mount Juliet. Two Rivers Ford is the premier volume Ford dealer in the state of Tennessee, and they've been locally owned since 1893. Uh, Excuse me, that should be 1983, not 1893. They were actually around before cars, ladies and gentlemen. That's how good that Two Rivers Ford is. Been locally owned since 1983. I'm going dyslexic in my old age. And they sell all their new non-specialty Fords at just 1% over invoice. That's right, 1% over invoice. They treat you right, and you'll always get the best price. I know, again, because my family's been buying from them for years. We bought a week and a half ago. So call Two Rivers Ford today at toll-free, 800-900-1000. That's 800-900-1000. 
Hutt and the Titans are a first-half offensive team. That's just who <laughs> they are right now. That's the evidence that we have. They scored 24 points in the first half. They finished the game with 24 points, and it was enough. But I'm guessing that's a good offensive game plan. The Titans are bringing into some games, especially on that very first drive. Yeah, I mean, Todd Downing deserves some credit here. Uh, he's far better scripting their opening series against his opponent than he was last year. Uh, last Sunday, the, the first half and those possessions were fantastic. They, they sustained their momentum. They sustained their production. They've scored on all three of their opening possessions this season. They scored just two opening drive touchdowns all of last season. And this past week, I like how they made it a focus to get Henry involved early and often. He he looked the part. Post-game in Buffalo, He uh, I was talking to some people at, that, that told me in the locker room, he was holding court. Derrick Henry was holding court with a few of his teammates, letting them know what they produced on Monday night football was not up to the standard expected of them. He was not happy. Downing wasn't either. No one was. They got back to their identity Sunday. And we can say that at least through the first two quarters of the ball game. Again, that's where he deserves credit as an offensive play caller. Um, and I, I think so far so good in that area. There is a distinct difference with how they're starting football games. And it's rare, Chad, it's rare that Vrabel wins the toss and elects to receive. That's a good sign yeah. that he's confident in the plan. That's a great point. And, and there, it's two different skill sets preparing a team and having a good plan after you watch film and your preparations being good and knowing what you want to try to do in a game plan offensively versus calling plays in the game and having a feel for play calling and being able to adjust or being able to change things up based on how the game is going. Um, we talked about the good with Todd Downing. Is that an area that he must improve in moving forward, Hutton, when you look at the way the games go as things start to go south? Yeah, I mean, I think it's Downing, it's the offensive staff, and, and it's the head coach, Mike Vrabel. They have to be better in the second half with this. Coming out in the third quarter with some sense of a heartbeat and pulse offensively. Vrabel has stayed loyal to Downing, and again, the first half was fantastic against the Raiders' defense, and then they stalled out. The offense looked out of sync. Uh, in, in the first half, the Titans' offense – 16 first downs, 275 yards, and 24 points. Tannehill passed for 195 yards. Henry found traction uh, in both the run and the passing game. And they scored on four of their five possessions. They averaged over nine yards per play. Now, here's the second half. The offense turned it over with an interception. They had a fourth down failure. The drives in the second half gained a total of 86 yards. They gained less than four yards per play on average. And, of course, you mentioned it, no points. They've produced seven total points over three second halves this season. And for perspective with that, there have been 96 instances of second halves for teams this season. Only 10 times has a team failed to score. And Tennessee accounts for two of those 10 instances. Offenses across the league have scored at least seven points in the second half 66 times this year, 33 times. Teams have scored 14 points. The Titans have seven total points in three games over the final two quarters. That's got to change, especially for a team that has such a slim margin for error right now. We mentioned last week, 78% of the time, if you're leading at halftime, you're winning an NFL game. But keep in mind, there are some big point differentials for teams at the half. The Titans were one of them in week one, but they bogged down so much that even the Giants came back to win that game because they just get into quicksand and they can't fight their way out of it. We'll get into Derrick Henry momentarily. Um, we knew going in Traylon Burks was going to have the most scrutiny because that was the pick to make up for trading away A.J. Brown, one catch for 13 yards. Not great. I thought Robert Woods, especially early in this game, looked better. We still had the miscommunication on the play that led to the interception. What were your impressions of Robert Woods, Hutton? Did you see a little bit more out of him in this game? Because the Titans are going to need a lot more out of him. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked how they got him involved. I think returning punts as well, um, it, with with Phillips being inactive, got Woods into a rhythm, um, and he did some nice things there. The receivers with the most catches, I mean, you mentioned Burks and Woods. 
they right now lead the team in catches over three games. They're tied for the lead with eight. Eight catches in three games. Woods leads the team with 131 yards receiving. That's good for 44th in the NFL in receiving yards. 131 yards as a leading receiver is a low, low number right now across the league. Now, they would say they're spreading the ball around. They don't target just one guy. Chad, that's what you say when you don't have a top guy. That's what you say when you're one-dimensional and you want us all to believe that you're not. And ultimately, to me, it's Woods, but it really comes down to Traylon Burks. How much will he progress over the course of the season? Can the training wheels come off over this stretch where they're going to face three AFC South games over the next four weeks? They need to flip a switch with him, and it would it would sure be nice to, to see him do that this week in Indy against their secondary. It, it's asking a lot, but they need him to get past that rookie curve. And, and keep in mind, the Titans did hit some chunk plays on Sunday. Tannehill had four plays of 20 yards or more. Henry had a run of 20 yards uh, or more. But this passing game discussion ties in with what we just discussed with the stall out in the second half because – there is not nearly enough consistency with what we're watching right now. They need to turn production with their top players instead of spreading around to role players. We'll talk a little bit about number 22 when we come back. We'll also start to get you ready for what is a huge matchup in the AFC South this upcoming Sunday in Indy against the Colts. We're going to get you a full Titans-Colts preview coming your way. And a reminder that our first Titan segment every week brought to you by Two Rivers Ford. And we are thrilled to be rolling along right now with the Tennessee Power Hour served up by Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. Enjoy responsibly. 45.5% alcohol by volume. More Titans talk next. The Tennessee Power Hour. Get Jonathan Hutton's breakdown of this week's Titans matchup next. Cheers, Hunt. Cheers, Withro. And cheers to brothers Andy and Charlie Nelson. After a chance encounter, they dedicated their lives to resurrecting the family business, Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. And what they found is that whiskey runs in their blood. Made in Nashville, Tennessee, Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey is a taste of home with a real Nashville story. Head to greenbriardistillery.com for cocktail recipes and more info. Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey and Nelson Brothers bourbon now available throughout the great state of Tennessee. So ask for it at your favorite store. Get you some Greenbrier. Nelson's Greenbrier reminds you to drink responsibly. Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey, 45.5% alcohol by volume. Hello, Tennessee Power Hour listeners. My name is Hunter Briley, and I am with Regal Realty Group. And my name is Richard Van Clive. I'm also with Regal Realty Group. And we are great friends that treat our clients like great friends, because that's how we want to be treated. We are also born and raised here in Middle Tennessee and support our local team. And with an economy that's affecting everything except the real estate market, it's important to do business with friends that can tell you what's what. From contract to closing, everything in between, we have you covered go to regalrg.com to get started and happy football season don't pay too much for your new ford custom order it from two rivers ford just outside nashville two rivers ford is the premier volume ford dealer in tennessee they've been locally owned since 1983 and they sell all their new non-specialty fords at just one percent over invoice that's right one percent over invoice they treat you right and you'll always get the best price I know because my family has been buying from them for years. So call Two Rivers Ford today at toll-free 800-900-1000. Hey, it's Hutton. Get prepared for your next tailgate with my friends at Edley's Barbecue. You've got options, wings in 25 or 50 count platters, smoke pulled pork, the best brisket, tender turkey, and scratch-made sides family style. Edley's is perfect on game day or for take-home. Edley's Barbecue smokes all meats low and slow, and all sides are classic family recipes, fresh every day. Edley's is a tribute to all things Southern and authentic to all all things Tennessee. Nashville style barbecue. Edley's barbecue. Order at edleysbbq.com. This is the Tennessee Power Hour with Jonathan Hutton and Chad Withrow. We're back. Tennessee Power Hour served up by Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. Enjoy responsibly. 45.5% alcohol by volume. I'm Chad Withrow. Jonathan Hutton is here. We're talking Titans-Colts, but first, as we recap the first three games of the season, let's talk a little Derrick Henry and number 22. Hutton, it feels like this is a team that they're either going to get good yardage on first down and Derrick Henry's going to grind down the defense. That's really their route to success. If that's not happening, 
What is it for this Titans offense? Yeah, I mean, they they need to be in second and third and manageable. I mean, most, most offenses are going to say that, but especially this Titans offense, Chad. Um, they, they need second and six or less. That would be the objective here with, with Derrick Henry. And they're giving him the football quite a bit on first down. I don't blame them. You know, he's had some solid production on first down and, and second down. We, we got into that post game last week. Um, but too many tackles beyond the line of behind the line of scrimmage for Henry so far. And, and that to me is more about the offensive line. As this run game gets in sync and in rhythm, I think we see them set up for more success in the passing game because they don't have a deep threat. They need everything short to intermediate. And that's why first down is so, so crucial with what Henry's doing in the run game. Hutton, um, new sponsor on board, Tennessee Power Hour. Thrilled uh, to welcome Edley's Barbecue on board. We're both big fans. Uh, we've enjoyed their product for years now at, at Edley's Barbecue. Tell us more about them. Well, it's Nashville style barbecue. And not only big fans of Edley's, I, I'm, we're, we're great friends with the Newmans. At Edley's locally owned, uh, Will and Catherine Newman, we go back. Our, our families go back a ways to the restaurant's namesake, George Edley Newman and his farm in Viola, Tennessee. Uh, even even further, it's perfect for, for football. Let me help you with your tailgate. Wings, 25 or 50 count platters, pulled pork, the best brisket, tender turkey, Edley's is perfect on game day or for take home 12 South East Nashville, Sylvan Park and across our listening area across Tennessee, edleysbbq.com. Edley's neighborhood feel, a tribute to all things Southern and authentic to all things Tennessee. Chad, you can't go wrong with barbecue, but the best barbecue, Nashville style barbecue is Edley's barbecue. I'm hungry again. Titans better be hungry this weekend. Hungry for a big AFC South road win. This weekend, Titans, Colts, Hutton, what's the first thing that comes to mind when you think about this matchup? Returning to the scene of Henry's foot injury last fall is what I think of. They need him to be king this weekend as he returns to the turf. And and something I was thinking about, I'm not sure, Chad, how much he's practiced or trained on turf since Halloween last year. He barely practices full speed in training camp. I mean, he does, but it's a rare sighting when he does. When they're outdoors and they're 11 on 11 in camp, he's normally down at the sand pit. And that's been his regiment, not just this year, but in past years. And they've practiced inside some, and maybe he's been active then. But if he's practiced on turf, it's a rare occurrence while while the Titans are in charge of his reps, at least. And, And like we saw on Monday night with Sterling Shepard, with the, the turf in New York and New Jersey, non-contact injuries happen. And it's hard not to think about, at least for me, that whenever Henry plays on Sunday, because that was a big point of emphasis after the injury was, okay, was it usage? Is it wear and tear? Was it a factor based on the, the playing surface or not? These are all things that, uh, at least behind the scenes, I'm sure people are whispering about. No, that's terrific because it's not something that was top of mind for me. But now that I've heard it from you, it's all that I'm going to be thinking about going into this game. The the scene of the crime a year ago uh, with Derrick Henry. But this is also a game that Derrick Henry's got to get going for this offense to work, for this Titans team to work. This is a great opportunity to get things going in a place where he has had success in the past. He had the injury a year ago, um, but they're going to need him badly, Hutton, in this game. So we can we can analyze and and break down film and right the the Titans' path to victory is no secret here. They've got to get him going through three weeks. Henry has yet to get more than twenty one carries in any one game. The positive with that is he's not being used up, but the negative is he's yet to really hit his stride. He's a he's a volume back. He needs carries to get going. He was close last Sunday, and I thought he looked pretty good, but. And by the way, far from washed up as some want us to believe. And you know I'm the opposite of that assessment. But his overall workload this year does stand out to me because of the glaring differences, even in carries. He had 80 carries through three games last season. In 2020, he had 82 carries through three games that season. And right now, three games in, he's at 54. I mean, there's a huge gap there with what they're doing with him. Part of that is them getting drubbed on Monday Night Football and never running their offense and their identity. But also, some of it is the offensive line in the run game hasn't been something 
that they'd have been able to sustain drives and keep going. They've been getting stuffed on third and fourth and short. This past weekend, Hutton, proves that the NFL is unpredictable and that the season is still young, and we don't really know what we don't know at this point. But even though the season is young, the AFC South picture could start to come into focus a lot more and could start coming into focus this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, so the, the Titans swept the Colts last year. You know, a win is a win. No one's apologizing for it. Remember how the Titans won that game last year in Indy on Halloween. They lose Henry, but then the defense comes away with the interception. Elijah Molden at the line with Carson Wentz from his own end zone. Um, they they get a, a a big turnover and then a, a pick six. Yep. So it things flipped. It wasn't easy. It, it never is there. And I would say, you know, this game and then two weeks from now, October. By October 23rd, this Titans team is going to be done with the Colts. And the Colt, and they would have also played the Texans once, by the way. So they're three games in. Jacksonville will play the Colts again. So that means the Colts will be done with their season series with both the Titans and the Jaguars by October 23rd. So less than a month from now, Indy's got two of the three opponents out of the way in the AFC South. So we'll we'll get a much clearer picture on the direction of this division. I'm not saying we'll know the definitive winner of this division before November 1st. What I am saying, though, there will be a clear leader. Someone can rise to the top. The cream can rise here. And that should be the Tennessee Titans, uh, based on everything that they brought back, even with the injuries that they have, and knowing the dominance they've had in recent seasons. They should, they should be able to, to take advantage of a schedule right now that's very beneficial for them because the Colts have struggled against Jacksonville and the Titans in recent history, they've been able to play well against Indy. Give us the scouting report uh, on Indy going into this game because uh, it obviously looked better against the Chiefs in a big win, but they were abysmal in weeks one and two, especially in that 24 nothing shutout loss to Jacksonville. So what exactly is this Colts team right now? Hard to say. Um, it, uh, for Indy won that game, but I think Kansas City lost it more than anything with their special teams play and a, a terrible penalty where Chris Jones said something to Matt Ryan on a play where they had a sack and they were getting off the field on third down up by the three. The great mystery that we'll never know about is yeah, what Chris yeah. Jones said. Yeah, up by four. It was 17-13. And then the Colts, after that penalty, kept them on the field. They go 10 more plays, score a touchdown. And, and win that game by 320 to 17 last week. Matt Ryan, Chad, has been knocked around. The Titans may not be able to sack him. I'm not saying that their pass rush is anything to uh, to brag about right now with their injuries. But they, they should be able to knock him around. They should be able to get hits on him. He has fumbled seven times in three games. He hasn't lost all of those fumbles. But you can pressure him and you can strip him. He's a statue. He is not mobile. Uh, he's far less mobile than Carson Wentz. He's going to stand in the pocket. They have a decent offensive line at, at in at, in pieces, but I don't I don't think the group as a whole is as strong as what we might see in Philadelphia or Detroit and what the national media wants you to believe. They have good pieces, not a good group. Michael Pittman is is the guy that they have to stop in the passing game. It seems like he's back healthy, uh, but this is about stopping Jonathan Taylor. The, the Titans have to wrap him up. They have to bring him down with sound tackling. Nothing sloppy. It sounds easy. The, the Titans haven't been great. They've got to force third and long and then get their shots on Matt Ryan. And watch for Shaq Leonard. He hasn't played yet this season. He practiced last week. We'll see if he can go. He's their top playmaker defensively. Hutton, your quick prediction. Final score. I think the Titans win by a field goal 24-21 in Indianapolis. I'm going very close to that. Titans get it done 21-17 on the road. We'll look like uh, geniuses or idiots <laughs> next week, which is can be said for every week on this show. And that concludes another Tennessee Power Hour served up by Nelson's Greenbrier, Tennessee Whiskey. Enjoy responsibly, 45.5% alcohol by volume. This is the Tennessee Power Hour. Cheers, Hunt. Cheers, Withrow. And cheers to brothers Andy and Charlie Nelson. After a chance encounter, they dedicated their lives to resurrecting the family business, Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. And what they found is that whiskey runs in their blood. Made in Nashville, Tennessee, Greenbrier Tennessee whiskey is a taste of home with a real Nashville story. 
Head to GreenbriarDistillery.com for cocktail recipes and more info. Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey and Nelson Brothers Bourbon now available throughout the great state of Tennessee. So ask for it at your favorite store. Get you some Greenbrier. Nelson's Greenbrier reminds you to drink responsibly. Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey, 45.5% alcohol by volume. Hello, Tennessee Power Hour listeners. My name is Hunter Briley, and I am with Regal Realty Group. And my name is Richard Van Clive. I'm also with Regal Realty Group. And we are great friends that treat our clients like great friends. Because that's how we want to be treated. We are also born and raised here in Middle Tennessee and support our local team. And with an economy that's affecting everything except the real estate market, it's important to do business with friends that can tell you what's what. From contract to closing, everything in between, we have have you covered go to regalrg.com to get started and happy football season don't pay too much for your new ford custom order it from two rivers ford just outside nashville two rivers ford is the premier volume ford dealer in tennessee they've been locally owned since 1983 and they sell all their new non-specialty fords at just one percent over invoice that's right one percent over invoice they treat you right and you'll always get the best price I know because my family has been buying from them for years. So call Two Rivers Ford today at toll-free 800-900-1000. Hey, it's Hutton. Get prepared for your next tailgate with my friends at Edley's Barbecue. You've got options, wings in 25 or 50 count platters, smoke pulled pork, the best brisket, tender turkey, and scratch-made sides family style. Edley's is perfect on game day or for take-home. Edley's Barbecue smokes all meats low and slow, and all sides are classic family recipes, fresh every day. Edley's is a true Tribute to all things Southern and authentic to all things Tennessee. Nashville style barbecue, Edley's barbecue. Order at edleysbbq.com. Out of the gates and ready to go. New transfer portal rules are being implemented. So the NCAA has told schools to withdraw recent transfer portal entries that took place after August 31st. So if they've had a player that has since requested to enter the portal, they've been told that, hey, we're, we're going to have a resolution to this. The NCAA informed schools to withdraw fall sport portal entries, including football. Outkick 360. Weekday afternoons on your home for the Outkick Network. Chad, next week we'll review the Titans' performance in week four. Can they continue their winning ways against the Colts? And Hutton will preview the Vols' trip to Baton Rouge. That's next week. Until then, enjoy Nelson's Greenbrier Tennessee Whiskey. Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly.